Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show. Wake up! With your chance to sound off, give your opinion, and tell us about your wild conspiracy. It's on. It's now. It's here. The Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 94.9, KDXU, Southern Utah's news talk leader. And you know, as I played that intro, I remembered halfway through, hey, I've got an intro just for the mayor, and I forgot to play it today. So, oh, that's sorry, okay. Michelle. It's Mayor Thursday, and I have a Mayor Thursday intro, and I pushed the wrong button, and it happened. So, <laughs> we need to move. I, we can almost I know, see each other. There we go. I'll go All this right. way. That's good. There. That's much better. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Randall looking dapper today with her pink sport coat with black trim. Hey, thank you. It yeah. is Breast Cancer Awareness Month Very for nice. October. And being a breast cancer survivor, I preach, preach, preach early detection. Now, I didn't know that about you when we first met, and somebody told me about it, and, and I said, how long ago was it? And they're like, I don't know. Ask her. So I'm Two years. It's been two years. Yeah, I was diagnosed July, on my parents' anniversary, actually, July 16th of 2019. Wow. And um, went through a double mastectomy, and... But my cancer was caught through a mammogram. Um, my cancer was called lo- lobular carcinoma, so it doesn't produce a lump. I would never have found it really without a mammogram. So you doing what you're supposed to do, going and get a mammogram, yep. saved your life. Absolutely. So I'm always, cool. in October, really, you know, ramping up. Ladies, go get your mammograms. Do it. Do it's, it. it's short. It's painless. It's quick. Well, I don't know about the painless part. It's it's. It's painless. Painless-ish. Painless-ish. Ish. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, my, my, I lost my mother-in-law to breast cancer. Oh, well, did I, you? It, she got breast cancer. It went in remission, and then cancer came back in, in her breast and other places, too. And, and so, uh, yeah, it's definitely been a... And that was... It's been 16, 17 years or something. I so. just saw Monday that Governor DeSantis' his wife right. was yeah. diagnosed with breast cancer, 41 yeah, and three dumb. small kids at home. You know, you never know. And 85%, I think I read, it was 85% of women with breast cancer have no history in their family. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So my wife is convinced she's never going to get it. But I told her, I said, you know, genetics are a funny thing. And you just never know what's lurking inside of you. Yeah, so. I I never thought it would be me either. But, you know, you, you dealt, you're, you just... Play the hands, the play the cards you're dealt. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and uh, it sounds like you're in here very well. Oh, is your headset? Let me see if my I headset's can not very turn great. My headset up a little bit. I have a button over here. Does it help? Yeah, very, much better. Thanks. Okay. Uh, we're talking with Michelle Randall, Mayor of St. George City today. We'd love to hear your phone calls and texts. I'll grab my phone here so we can take a, take text requests and, and questions as well. Uh, the phone line is 435-673-5890, and the text line is 435-467-5842. That goes right to my phone, and I'll, we'll, we'll put your text on the air. I had Dr. Blodgett on yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, fascinating show. Uh, somebody called that fired him up. Now, have you ever seen Dr. Blodgett fired up? No. He's a mellow guy. I mean, he is as mellow as it gets. And he was fired up for a little while during the show yesterday because uh, one of the juxtapositions he has is, uh, yes, he works for the government, but he does not work. He's not a politician. And so when mandates came down, you know, last year, there was a mass mandate. They shut schools down and stuff like that. He he had nothing to do with any of that. He had no control whatsoever. Exactly. 
Uh, it came from either the governor or the president or whatever. It, I mean, it had nothing to do with David Blodgett. And so uh, he was pretty, you know, the guy kept saying, well, you did you government and you did this and you did that. And he's like, look, I'm not a political guy. I'm not. I'm not a politician at all. I am a doctor who is trying to keep the people in these five counties healthy and safe. That's my entirety of what I do. And people were accusing him of this, that, and the other thing. And I just was like, I felt bad for him, but I felt good because he he will stand up for himself. Well, and the great thing with Dr. Blodgett, I don't think a lot of people realize is um, very few health departments have an actual doctor that is over the health department. Yeah, they have an administrator. And he is an epidemiologist. Mm -hmm. And he has been, he has taken the very, a very conservative approach throughout the whole pandemic. And, you know, he didn't, I know, I'm sure he's not in favor of mask mandates and vaccine mandates. Neither am I. I mean, people should be able to choose. And how long have we gone through this now? If, If you don't know and haven't, you have to be educated at this point on what's best for you and your family. Yeah, agreed. And and if if for whatever reason you don't think that the vaccine is for you, fine. Don't you know? Don't don't take it. Right. And and, and I don't. I'm not going to judge you. But I don't. I I think you should take it, and I would encourage you to take to get a vaccine. But if you don't, I'm you know. Oh, you're not my friend anymore. That's that's not going to happen. But so. all these people being fired from their jobs, especially yeah. healthcare. Health, Healthcare workers, I can't speak this morning. It's so sad. It's, it is. it's like, what country are we living in? Yeah, we had Mike Lee on earlier this morning, and I'm going to play a little bit of excerpt of that on tomorrow's show. But uh, he's like, hey, this is America. You can't, you can't make, you know, especially a health, a, a medical procedure. Everyone has to have one. Oh, well, what if they tell us next time you got to remove your left ear? <laughs> You know what I mean, or or the star belly sneeches. Yep. Remember the yeah, Doctor Seuss, and, and you know that that the government should never be delving into those areas ever. So, so awesome, Michelle. I, I thought I know you got some stuff we got to catch up on. You answer some questions, but I thought maybe you could make it really clear because it hasn't necessarily been been clear in, in some people's minds how you feel about the name Dixie. Oh my gosh! <laughs> if, if that's not clear, then people are truly living under a rock. Right. I have said from the get-go, I am in favor of the name Dixie State University. Mm-hmm. I have said that to President Williams. I have said that to Dave Clark. I have said that to Henry Walton. I have said that to Jordan Sharp. They know exactly where I stand. And I, I'm a sixth generation. My family came here in, 19, in 1861. Sixth generation. My grandkids are eighth mission, generation. Yeah. Dick Scott and Mission. And I find no offense in the name Dixie, and I wish they would leave it alone, but it is not in my control, just like Dr. Blodgett with the mandates on masks and vaccines. As the mayor, I cannot do anything about the name change at Dixie State University. That will ultimately come down to the senators in the legislature. There are some things you can do with the city, uh, with St. George. We have, you know, Dixie Drive. We have uh, the the Dixie Sugarloaf. We have so there's a lot of things you can do with Dixie. And I think you've made it pretty clear that yeah, that we're not changing those things. No, we are not changing those things. Um, Dixie State University put in an application with St. George to um, make the Sugarloaf and the D on the Hill historic get a historic status mm-hmm. with the state and the feds. 
it's a it's a long arduous process, but those applications have been submitted. We don't want those going anywhere. They're over a hundred years old, yeah. so they are historical. And you know when you when you think of names, street names in in St. George, there's there's a few streets in St. George that are known by their names: Bluff, mm-hmm. Sunset Boulevard, Main Street, Tabernacle. Dixie Drive is one of them. Yeah. You know, and it's it's a very busy road, Dixie Drive. It's not going anywhere. It's an important road for sure. All right, uh, let's uh, let's take some phone calls again. Mayor Randall on today. We'll start with Seth. Seth, hopefully we've got everything worked out with the phones today. What's up, Seth? Oh, uh, yes, I was on hold through the whole show yesterday, and uh, I, I was really concerned, and uh, I was in complete agreement with the first caller, and uh, I, I just... Uh, have some big concerns, but before I, I address that, I'd like to uh, thank my um, favorite mayor <laughs> for arranging a really clean and uh, efficient and new approaches at the St. George Marathon start line in Central. Well, thank you. It, it was a it was a great marathon. It was a great day. Really was, uh, and um, uh, I'd like you to. Uh, apparently, Shane Moore is not returning my call. He thinks I'm going to be mean to him, but I'm going to do the exact opposite. I'm going to congratulate him on the success and the changes I see uh, for the better, and I'm going to take in the future a positive approach. And there is now a sock, what I call a sock, a self-organizing collective for preparedness with 60 people attending the last meeting who want to prepare and be ready for pandemics and volcanoes and all kinds of things that may happen. And there's a place now where the city of St. George could maybe donate uh, that group put together cocoa and uh, chocolate. And as I walked through the fires the, uh, the morning of the race, nearly everybody had a cup of cocoa and uh, coffee, and they were delighted to get it. And so there's something new that had never happened, and of course they could certainly use, and I'm a part of that group, uh, a contribution um, uh, toward um, further services like the uh, members where they are handing out cocoa and coffee. So, this is a- so uh, uh, I want to thank you again, and if you'd ask him to call me, I'd certainly like to talk to him in a positive way. I will. I will be seeing him at 10 o'clock at our staff meeting, so I will let him know. As soon, soon, soon as I let her go here. Yep, as soon as yep. I get off here. <laughs> All right, thanks, Seth. Uh, let's go right to uh, line two. Everybody's uh, actually phone lines are doing pretty well today. Hey, thanks for calling today. You want to talk with the mayor? Uh, yeah, so two things. Since uh, you had mentioned the road name, so if Dixie State changes, if they do change their name, maybe you should change the names of the roads that are now, what, Trailblazer and University or whatever? Just change them back to 700 east and, what, is it 200 south or something like that? Yeah. They'll, okay. they'll still be the trailblazers, no matter what name they have, I guess. But I always refer to it as 700 east anyway. I was going to say, I, <laughs> I, I do too. I mean, if you turn off the boulevard, you don't turn on to Trailblazer Road, right? You turn on to 700 east. Or University Avenue. I, and if I'm telling people how to get around, it's it's 700 east. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
and, and I'm the same, but, you know, they are trying to make changes. So my second question, uh, so the compost out at the reuse center has not been available pretty much since Mayor Pike resigned, which is when you came and became the uh, interim mayor. Is there a reason for this that we're not able to, because they said they're not even making the compost anymore, and I'd just like to know why. That's a good question. I will find out for you. No, I have no I idea. Yeah. All right, thanks. I didn't know about that. Thank you. Thanks for the call. One thing I know about Mayor Randall, she will follow up on that. So she's not just blowing smoke. She's going to check on it. In fact, she's uh, writing it down, and she's got her phone out. She's texting people, and this is pretty cool. All right, I got a couple of text questions for you, Mayor. Uh, this one says, ask Mayor Randall if she wants to mandate zero scaping in St. George. I no. I don't know much about that. Mandate is it's becoming a bad word, isn't it? Mandate is a bad, a bad yeah. word. What What we're doing is we are working with the Water Conservancy District and every city and town in the county. And in November, we're going to be having a water summit with all of the city councils, mayors, Mm -hmm. the Water Conservancy District. What we're doing is coming up with with new landscape ordinances for new construction, not existing, and it's not zero-scape. We're trying right now... We're still going back and forth on the on the number of the percentage of turf you could have at a new home, but also requiring drought drought tolerant trees and mm-hmm. and shrubs. And we've been working with the Home Builders Association; they're on board with it. They in uh, they're they're already doing so many like the smart, wise you know different things in the homes and yeah. So no, I. Do not want us to look like Tucson. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and by the way, uh, just for the record, it's Xeriscaping, X-E-R-I, not Z-E-R-O. So, because a lot of people, I think that's a mis, uh, kind of kind of a misnomer. People go zero. That means you can't have any plants. That's not what Xeriscaping no. means. That means minimizing the amount of water you would use for. So, having desert plants instead of having you know some some succulent plant that that's going to use a lot of water. Well, and we want everybody to have. A little bit of turf at their home. I mean, if you have a dog or kids, you want them to have somewhere to play, the dog to go out and do his business. But um, with the water situation we're in, we have to, we just can't allow. Giant football fields. We can't. (laughs) Not anymore. And, you know, there was, uh, speaking of football fields, there was some criticism uh, in the last decade or so when all our local high schools took out their turf and put in. Uh, artificial turf, tur- took out their grass to put in artificial turf. And I think a lot of those people who were critical back then because it cost a half a million bucks to do that are going, hey, that's a good idea now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it really And is. it is expensive. Art- artificial turf is expensive, but, you know, you have to look at all kinds of things when we're in the water situation we're in. Yeah, and, and, and a football field without the need for water or much water is, is a good idea yeah. in, in this particular climate in which we live in right now. We are in the desert. All right, uh, another text. It's a long one, so I'm going to summarize a little bit. Uh, they want to thank you for the improvement to Riverside and River Road intersection. You want to talk about that for just a second? Oh, that's because been that was awesome a nightmare because for a while. I, it was a nightmare for a while. I live in Bloomington Hills, so I drove it every single day. and. Oh, it was just wonderful to get done. And it's it's really helped. You have the t- two-turn lanes, mm-hmm. you know, going different directions, and it's been great. 
So they did say uh, if they feel like that the left turn lights aren't don't cycle long enough. They only get six to ten cars through, and there's cars left waiting. Uh, and I'm, I'm just trying to summarize here. Any thoughts on that? I will ask um, our public works director if we can do a uh, traffic signal study. Okay. To yeah, see. The, the, the text said between 3 and 6 p.m. is when it's really bad, where you have to end up sitting through that light several times. Did they say which light? Uh, I mean, is it right there at Riverside and River Road? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Riverside and River. The left One of the left turn ones. I'm not sure which one. All right. For the mayor, here's another one. I texted uh, yesterday for a follow-up on my concerns with Riverside Drive, Mall Drive, Merrill Road, but didn't hear back. Can you address this or follow up? I'm not sure what they're talking about. Have you, did you talk to somebody yesterday? No. River, Riverside, uh, not Riverside, uh, Mall Drive, Riverside Drive, Merrill Road. Yeah, they're going to have to be more specific. If, if you're listening, be, please, please be more specific. I guess there's another one, but it's so long. It's hard to read a really long text when we're live on the air. So. And we are in the design phase right now for um, for 3,000 Mall Drive to 3,000. So that's all in the design phase. That'll be coming. That'll all be widened all I, the I was way gonna, out. I was going to say, I played pickleball with a, a friend of mine last night who is in the road construction business. And he said, yeah, we're just about to start on widening 3050. Yeah. I was like, well, if there was a road that needed to be widened, that, that one's it. That one in, uh, what is it? For, what's the other one that going the other direction that needs it to? But uh, yeah, the one, I think just north of the, where the temple's being built. They, oh, know, yes. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, there'll be a lot going on out there with progress with roads and yep. Right. And, and, and Expans- some, expansion, some people hate it, but it is progress and, and people need somewhere to live. And you, you know, I, I think when school started this past year, there were some issues where the roads weren't wide enough and there weren't traffic lights in and enough places. And, and, and I know the city scrambled really hard to make sure everything was and covered. And sidewalks for kids to yeah, walk on. Yeah. So, but <laughs> yes. um, uh, it's good to know that's in the planning. Let's go back to the phone lines. Hey, thanks for calling. You want to talk with the mayor? Good morning, Mayor, and good morning, Andy. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I didn't, te- uh, I didn't uh, text that about Mall Drive and Riverside Drive, but I know exactly what they're talking about. If you're coming down Mall Drive and you're heading south, you go over Riverside Drive, and let's say you, you don't want to turn into that first left-hand turn, which goes near Neaters. You want to go into the second one in the Smith's Market. Well, I went down there the other day, and I had to go past that driveway near the gas station going into Smith's Market. I could not take a left because the vehicles were blocking the driveway, waiting to turn left on Riverside Drive. The ones that are heading north on Mall, they want to turn left on Riverside. Oh, there was too many of them, huh? It's backed all the way up where I had to go up to the light to get into Smith's Market. And it's happened more than once. Now, I I thought at one time they said they were going to make a a double turn, left turn lane uh, from northbound. You know, they're all coming out of Little Valley, and they're heading, and they're all trying to turn left, and it just backs way up. And I'm just wondering, is, is there a uh, plan to make that two lanes to turn instead of one lane? Because it is dangerous. Uh, about a week and a half ago, one guy actually stopped in the lane waiting for the opening so he can turn into the market instead of going sh- straight forward and backing traffic up. I mean, he was stubborn, didn't want to move, and the traffic was <laughs> backed up. So, you know, and one guy, uh, two or three people started going around him into the dirt to get around him. So... So something that needs to be looked at, especially now with the snowbirds down here. We are uh, looking at that right now. We have just been um, 
purchasing the right of way on uh, on the west side of that road maverick, so, right b- behind the maverick so that we yeah. can put in a double turn lane Right. Okay, so that would be great. It'd be you know, it'd be much safer uh, yes. down there. It just backs all the way around. Well, thanks for everything that you do, Mayor. I appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for the call today. Thank you. All right, bye bye. Nine twenty nine on KDXU. It's Mayor Thursday here on the Andy Griffin Show. Uh, I believe I'm, I'm going to hold uh, Michelle Randall to the her feet to the fire on this one. She said she would come on twice this month because she missed one last month. Do you remember that? Hey, but so did you, okay? <laughs> we both missed that day <laughs> because yes. we decided we're old and yes, old. we're kind of falling apart, things, apparently. Things happen that we didn't think would happen five years ago even, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, they do, yeah. You had a nice kidney stone, yes, and I, I had did. the shingles. Seven millimeter kidney. <laughs> Stone, and I heard as painful as it was, it was probably not as irritating as shingles. Well, so I've never had a kidney stone, so I can't tell <laughs> you. I don't want a kidney stone, but I don't want the shingles again either. I, I'm wondering if we could have traded straight across, would you have done? I don't think I would have. I think I'd take the because it's a lot of pain, but it's all one spot. I mean, I, you know, shingles, it was kind of spread out and irritating. Yeah, I don't know. So <laughs> I had texted you and said, there's just no way. I'm sorry. And then the next morning I was listening because I had sent um, Shane Moore and Michelle Graves in to talk about the marathon and everything. And so I was listening and then you weren't here either. And, I was not. And so no. then... I texted you and said, hey, so, <laughs> yeah, so you can't, we, we both missed that one. We did, but uh, I, I was here every other day of the month and you were not. So we're talking with Michelle right now. I'm going to get a, a weather break in. When we come back, we'll take more of your questions. It's a, a fun day with the mayor on KDX. It's Mayor Thursday on the Andy Griffin Show. The mayor's here, ready to answer your questions and address your concerns. Exclusively on the Andy Griffin Show. Welcome back. I'm Andy. Thanks for tuning in on this cloudy Thursday morning. I'm here with Mayor Michelle Randall, the mayor of St. George City. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Andy. And I need to say hello to Braylon. Braylon is listening. He's a fan. He's actually my three-year-old great-nephew, and he's listening, and he keeps saying hello to me, apparently, but I'm not answering him back. So, <laughs> Braylon, the mayor says hi. We'll Love him, you. Get him trained early, right? <laughs> That's yeah. right. Get him trained early. Conservative talk <laughs> He radio. can vote in 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. My daughter, by the way, will be voting for the first time uh, in this election. It's weird, though. She's been up at school in Provo. Uh, so she'll be there when the election goes on. So I'm actually, I'm not sure. Is she supposed to vote up there? Or technically she's a college student that lives here and lives there temporarily. So she should be able to vote here, right? Yeah? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, good question. A very good question. It, if Does her permanent resident say she's here? Yeah, I think so. I she'll think probably she's... get a ballot here then, I would think. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get Katie voting for the first time. That should be I remember when I voted for the first time. Oh, it was you? for Ronald Reagan for president. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Yep. And I don't. There was under you know under tickets uh, other people. I have no idea who I voted for or anything else, but I know I voted for Ron Reagan. Yep. Me too. So, and I was been. so scared to go because then you went in and it was the whole process. Was that eighty four? Eighty four. Yeah, I was. My, yep. Yeah, I was eighteen years old. Me too. <laughs> 
Awesome. Uh, we're talking with Michelle Randall. Um, we're not really allowed to talk about the election because no. if we talk about the election, there's clear FCC rules. If we talk about the election, then we have to give the, uh, your opponent equal time. Uh, and But I, I do want to mention, uh, next week we are having uh, all four city uh, council candidates on, on Monday's show. Uh, and then on Tuesday's show, uh, Jimmy Hughes and Michelle Randall will be on to uh, discuss things. And then Tuesday night is the is the big debate. Yeah. Um, and uh, somehow it worked out where I'm the moderator for the debate. I don't know how that they put me on a, a, a commission, a committee, right, for this debate commission thing that's going on. And next thing I know, they're like, OK, well, Andy's going to do this and Andy's going to do that. And I'm like, Wait, I don't remember volunteer. Okay, I'll do it, whatever. But uh, that, that, Yeah, I okay. had a Zoom call with them, and I'm like, wow, you would think I was running for governor or something. I mean, all the <laughs> rules they gave right, me right. and everything, you know. And by the way, they haven't given me those rules yet. so I can give you the rules. I'll have to, I'll have to <laughs> check those out. But uh, yeah, it's going to be Tuesday night at uh, Eccles Fine Arts Center yep. on, on Dixie State's campus. Uh, it's not at Burns Arena. It's not at the uh, big auditorium, Cox Auditorium. It's in the Eccles Fine Arts Center. They have their own auditorium yep. there. And the so. city council candidates will be from 5.30 to 6.30. Mm-hmm. And then you got that 30-minute gap in 30 there. 30-minute gap where See, people can the, visit with you. The city council candidates will be like, oh, it's over. And they can just chill that 30 minutes. But you and Jimmy have yours coming up after that yeah. little 30-minute window. So you guys are probably going to be eight. a little nervous. Yeah. So. so all right. See how it goes. I I I haven't. Did, did they give you a dress code? I mean, I guess we got to look good for the debate. Right? Probably. Uh, I I won't show up in my what I came in here wearing the other day. When your holy jeans, my holy jeans. <laughs> I'll dress up for you. I I was talking with Vardell and with Greg Aldred. They're both participating in the Huntsman Senior Games. And uh, they told me they probably are going to show up for the radio show because it'll be like between events for them. They'll show up for the radio show in their uh, softball or pickleball equipment or whatever. They probably won't smell very well either. uh, Well, we'll keep our our social distancing (laughs) because of smell. But uh, I I told them, I said, I don't think you're going to want to do that in the debate. I think you're going to want to look a little bit sharper for the debate. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's coming up a week from, well, not a week from, it's Tuesday night. It's, what, four or five days from right now. So um, do you, again, we're not allowed to talk about the election, but something like that, does that make you incredibly nervous? Well, yeah, because first you don't know how the audience is going to respond if if you will have people there that like you or dislike you, and you're not sure what kind of questions will be asked, and you want to come across looking competent and confident and and kind and so yeah it makes you nervous those things are always nice to have behind you yeah well if it's for what it's worth the moderator will be nervous as well oh good so in fact i was uh, i i told my my wife i said i'm going to tell one of my favorite jokes she said no (laughs) i said come on this is funny She said, no, you are not going to tell one of your favorite jokes. I, I tend to like, I, I, I favor the jokes that are, have you heard of a shaggy dog story? You know what that is? Have you heard of that before? No. It's basically a really long story joke that has a, a quick and kind of um, ironic punchline at the end. Uh, and and uh, I, I like those kinds of jokes. And uh, unfortunately, I seem to be in the minority. <laughs> So I guess I'm not going to break out one of my shaggy dog stories. Oh, so. that's okay. But I just I just hope it goes by fast. 
It'll be it'll you be know? great. It'll be great. We'll keep it moving and uh, and uh, well, this hour on the radio, the first few times I did it, it was long and painful. Now it goes fast. Now huh? it goes really fast. Yeah. In fact, we have a caller on a couple of texts. We'll get to. Let's go to the phone line first. Hey, thanks for calling. You're on with Andy with the mayor. What's up? Good morning. Is this me? Yeah. All right. Hey, Good morning, Mayor and uh, Andy. I have a question. I live my house backs right up to Fort Pierce Wash. And I'm towards, I, I, if I look out my balcony, I can see for, or uh, Horseman's Parkway, I guess. And I was wondering, what are they doing with the wash? Because I see there used to be tractors and everything back here, and they moved a bunch of dirt. They put in some drainage, but then nothing has happened. So is it, are they, what are they planning on doing back here? Good question. I will find out for you. Okay, so my house, I, and, and then my other question is, um, I don't know how familiar you are with River Road and Horseman Parkway, but I used to live right next to a hayfield. That was the selling point where we bought our place back in 2006, 2007-ish. There was a giant hayfield right there, and then they came and they scooped it all out, and then they haven't done anything with it, and it's just growing weeds now. Tell and it's kind of got, go ahead. Tell me exactly where that is again. Okay, so I live on 2708 South River Road. So it's right before the bend, before that bridge that goes over uh, uh, Fort Pierce Wash. Okay, yeah. And there's that big field there, and it was hay, and it was nice. We had wildlife in there. We had deer. We had all kinds of amazing things happening on that. And then they came and they scooped it all out, and then nothing's happened now it's just becoming like a weed patch so i was just curious what's yeah i don't know if if a developer owns it and went in and did that or or what but i will find out for you nothing on the back part of fort pierce wash huh not that i'm aware of but she will look into it she's really good at that so okay okay all right thank you thanks for the call today um I get asked, I would say I get asked maybe once a week, and you probably more often, uh, hey, when is such and such coming to town? When are we going to get such and such a store or such and such a restaurant? Uh, usually, well, the most popular one is uh, Trader Joe's. Of course. Uh, and then, But you have different restaurants that people love and different stores that people want to go to. Uh, I know a lot of northern Utahns love Winco. And I've get asked about Winco a lot too. Are we getting the Winco down here? And uh, I give them the answer. I always give. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Me I, neither. I, would, I would like those, uh, but you haven't heard any rumblings no. on any of that kind of stuff. No. In fact, every developer out there, I think, is that has a, a larger project, like down in Desert Color or mm-hmm. over at Exit Thirteen in Washington or wherever. They. They're trying to lure some of these people in. And some of them, like Cheesecake Factory, they they have such, their criteria will never meet. They don't understand we're unique, that we have visitors here constantly that would meet the numbers. But it's, you know, so many rooftops within this many miles. And, Hmm. you know, if they would just come and spend a weekend here. Well, especially this time of year when we get the snowbirds coming back and the city goes from, you know, 85,000 to 105,000 in, you know, for right. a little while, um, you know, it, it, it 
makes sense for them to go. I mean, I, I think about Trader Joe's. First of all, I went to Trader Joe's the very first time about, it had been about a month ago, so maybe six weeks ago. Never been to one before. I was expecting a big store, like a Winco or something. I was expecting something giant, right? Yeah. They're small. Trader yeah, Joe's are small are. stores. Uh, and I liked it. It was cool. There was a lot of cool, unique things that you could get there. I bought some, in fact, I bought some pineapple habanero barbecue sauce there. How was it? Oh, it was amazing. It's, it's my, uh, yeah, it was amazing. Anyway, uh, I get off in the weeds there for a minute. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it, it was not giant. And, and I don't know if they are like Cheesecake Factory where they have some specific numbers of you've got to be this size before us, we will open a store. Trader Joe's seems like a perfect fit for for. They seniors. would be so busy here. Another thing yeah. that I that I keep my fingers crossed that will want to come is like Hobby Lobby. Mm-hmm. Every woman mm-hmm. in Washington County, Iron County would come. Yeah. Mesquite Hobby Lobby, you know, because not only seasonal decor but home decor, different, you know, like a Michaels on steroids. So there's so many things that I wish we could get but that's not uh, I, 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 I wonder about that uh it, the 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 fact that the property the price of property like if you want to buy and build a store here that's we're talking about big bucks is that maybe what's keeping some of them away is like i can't afford to buy something on the boulevard or, or even something over on uh you know on on bluff street or wherever i i can't no i don't think so because a lot of that property is already owned okay. and it's a developer that Take the property at fourteen fifty and and River Road. Okay, that's across from Popeyes and next to the Summit Gym. Right, so west of the Summit, that's all owned by um, a couple of developers, and so they want some restaurants in there and retail and different things, and so they're out there trying to wine and dine these people to say, "Come here to our so developer." They're, they're actively trying. Absolutely. To, okay. Yeah. And, and, and so it's just a matter of getting people to say yes. I guess it's got to be the right fit, right? Because a developer is not going to say, all right, well, we're going to put a McDonald's in the subway there and we're good. Right. I, I, they're not going to just take whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it's fascinating the way that thing works. Uh, and like you said, so the property is owned. Did, did I hear down there the Kmart Center, they're turning that into something too? I, it, I they're, gonna, like a, they're, they're renaming it. I think it's called St. George Place. They are going to get a bit a total overhaul facelift, mm-hmm. which it desperately needs. I remember when it was built, mm-hmm. um, and they are also trying to get some really great anchor tenants in there. An anchor tenant in the Kmart store. Um, anchor means a big one, like the main m- central, like a main one. That so, if you had, let's say, a Hobby Lobby go in there or a Trader Joe's, you're going to get other people that are going to want to come in there. Other restaurants, different places, because they're like. That place is going to be busy all the That's time. A I want place. to be yeah. there. When they come out, I want to buy some cookies or I want to get yep. a, a taco or something. So they're actively working on that. So hope to see that start up soon. I'm, I'm curious. And we've got to get a break in here. But I'm curious. Uh, when I first moved here, and we're talking about uh, 92. So it's been a few years, a couple of years. Uh, I haven't been here as long as you, but I've been here a while. Uh, but uh the the outlets over there the promenade and all that that was they were truly outlets they i mean you felt right. like you were you could get shoes for half price or whatever it's developed more into an outdoor mall than an outlet in my opinion is that is that kind of are you seeing that too or what's yeah. happened there yeah and 
they're also for a while there they were really down tenants that's um, true yeah there were some empty empty there stores. were a lot of empty stores i i think they're filling back up a little bit but they wanted more restaurants to come in and and different things what keeps them alive i think is all the tour buses yeah, yeah for sure all right, 948 on KDXU. Let me do this. Let me get a commercial break in. We'll talk more with Mayor. Uh, you're running out of time. If you want to talk to the mayor, I, I should check my text lately. No, I didn't get a text lately. But, uh, yeah, if you want to talk to the mayor, uh, get lined up, 435-673-5890. Or if you want a text in, it's uh, 435-467-5842. Joe Shoney is a sponsor of this show and has been, well, uh, since before I was here. Thanks to Joe Shoney. Uh, he's been a loan consultant here in southern Utah for more than 25 years. Call him today because he's got your best interest in mind. It's 435-590-6300. He is NMLS number 121041. It's Mayor Thursday on the Andy Griffin Show. The mayor's here, ready to answer your questions and address your concerns exclusively on the Andy Griffin Show. All right, you got about eight, nine minutes to get uh, get on and then talk with Mayor Michelle Randall. Again, thank you so much, Michelle, for coming in today. We've got a couple you're of welcome. folks on hold, so let's go right to the phone lines. Hi, you're on with Andy and with Mayor Randall. How are you? Hi, good morning. Morning. Good morning. I want to tie two uh, topics together. One is uh, the traffic in our town, and the other one is water. And we've got uh, the, uh, the state, the governor is... Uh, on the radio, on the TV, on TV, constantly talking about slowing the flow. Yeah, wants to slow. What he wants us all to conserve and save, and you know, try to. We're we're in this this terrific drought, and and we're being compelled or you know being encouraged to save all this water, and yet we don't seem to have any uh, slow the flow of the number of users that are coming into our area. I just think this is nonsensical if we're supposed to reduce the amount of water usage at the same time we just continue to increase the number of users. All that does is guarantee that we're going to fail. And so you have trying to get around town anymore. The quality of life for drivers in this town has almost become untenable. I've waited five cycles through some of the lights in town, and I just I, I don't understand why it is that on one hand we need to conserve water what so we can have more people come here to reduce the quality of our life and so i i'm suggesting that and 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 please don't oh you're one of those guys that wants to slam the door after you got here no and i wish people would stop saying that i'm okay with growth but i'm not okay with uncontrolled growth and i'd like to know because the quality of life has become uh, much different than it used to be what are we going to do about the unbelievable number of people who want to come here that is affecting everybody's quality of life. Yeah, great question, and uh, we'll let the mayor talk about that. Uh, and, and to tie into that incident yesterday, you know, a, a guy with a gun, a police chase, uh, you know, shootout, people getting their windows shot out. That, that's that's stuff that never happened in southern Utah before. So You're right. And with growth, you get all kinds of good and bad but with water so we all know that we are in a drought and and we are being asked to conserve with the state this let me rephrase this so um i just 
can't even talk today. <laughs> my my brain doesn't want to go to my mouth today for some reason. You can put a moratorium on growth for six months, period. Only six months. And no one wants to see a moratorium. I believe in the free market. Um, if if we tomorrow said we're, we're done growing, you are going to see our economy tank. We're still tied to the building industry with our economy at least 30%. I would guess a little bit higher. Our economy is tied to, to our building industry. But we are trying to, right now we are redoing our general plan. It's a comprehensive general plan to see what we want our community to look like in the future and how we do that. Where do we want some high density? Where do we want a bigger development? And we, it could come to the point where this water summit is so important because every city and town in the county is in the same water situation and growth situation. We're all growing. People want to move to Utah. Um, I was at a conference last week. There is a 30,000 unit shortage of homes in Utah right now. 30,000. And 5 million nationwide. Yeah, it's just crazy. So how do we balance all of that? If we do not have water, we get a moratorium, period. I mean, that's just going to dictate what the future looks like for us. And so that's why we're asking people to conserve because it's not just people moving here from out of town. It's, it's our kids and our grandkids that still want to stay and live here. In fact, somebody one day said, oh, it's all these dang Californians moving in here. And I read a, um, a study that the, the growth was 31% internal as mm-hmm. far as people just selling their house and building a new one and moving around. Only 7% were coming from California. Another 30 were coming from northern Utah. Northern Utah, yeah. And, and Nevada was actually ahead of California, too. Yeah. So uh, controlled growth is going to be one. Of, I, I wonder if that's going to come up in the debate next week. I, yeah. Oh, I'm sure it won't. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the phone line. Hey, thanks for calling today. What's on your mind? We've got about three minutes left. Are you there? Hello? Yeah, call, call, call me right back if you can. We're having, again, the phone lines have been just wacko since, it's been like a year and a half we've had some phone lines. Did it's, they get COVID? <laughs> maybe so. I don't know. Or shingles. Or, or, or kidney shingles stone. or kidney stone. One of them. <laughs> it's 9.56 on uh, KDXU. Oh, we got a couple of texts in. Maybe maybe they called, decided they didn't want to talk on the phone line, so they sent me a text. All right, let's go. Uh, let's see. I have a question for the mayor. I live in Castle Rock at Snow Canyon Parkway and Pioneer Parkway, and I know there are plans to put a light in at that intersection. When is that supposed to happen? Traffic is becoming a problem, and I've seen a few close calls with pedestrians and near-miss collisions. It's, it's engineered. The problem we're having is the problem everybody is having with supplies getting supplies. So, um, you know the Gold Star Memorial Monument that mm-hmm. we were planning the dedication for November 10th? It is stuck on a shipping container in the ocean out, between out India in and oh, wow. the United States. And they have no idea when we'll get it. So and that's the same with hmm. traffic lights and everything else. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Hey, uh, thanks for calling back. What's up? Hello? Yeah, you're on. Go ahead. Oh, super. 
My question is, Worthen Park, is there any plan to put lighting around the sidewalk that goes around the park? I don't know, but I will find out for you. It would be a good thing to do. Okay. Thank you. Thanks it's for very the call. Busy. We have Appreciate a lot of walkers. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate Bye. it. All right. Uh, thanks for calling. We got time. We got about a minute left. What's up? Okay, Mayor. Just wondering, uh, water being the hot topic. I've talked to commissioners. I've talked to water district people, city people, and we always talk about the per com- the co- consumption usage per person. And it always comes back from whoever I talk to. Well, we measure it differently. Hmm. And to me, I, I know we do, but but can't we conform so there's a standard reading on let, let's compare apples to apples? How do we really compare on consumption? Versus everybody else, instead of just saying, oh, we measure it differently. You know, we include uh, reuse water and irrigation, whatever. I don't know. But can, can we not do a uniform measurement so we really know where we are? Thoughts, Mayor? That would be the Water Conservancy District that would need to to come up with that. No, I understand that, but you could apply some pressure because they don't want to put it out there. We will. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for the call. I, I, I agree. I think it gets confusing because, you know, I'll have Zach Renstrom on and I'll say, hey, what, you know, so what about people that are water abusers that use more than their share and, and they don't care about paying more money because they, you know, they're whatever, they have plenty of money. And, and he said, well, you know, there's different things. There's reuse water and there's white water and gray water and black water. And, and by the time we got done talking about the color coding and everything, I was confused, Mayor. So I, I agree. I think a uniform system of t- how much are people really using? That would be nice. Yeah. Because so. uh, there's some homes that, like mine, that are just strictly culinary water. I don't mm. have access don't have to secondary, secondary water. Okay. So, you know, I get that. We have used it up, uh, folks. Thanks for uh, calling in today. Mayor, it's always a pleasure to see you. I'll see you Tuesday. Time now for news.